It's Hal meets her. We watched Homewrecker, so that means it's time for another Portland at the movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. This does not provoke laughter or amusement. <laughs> Very good find, Todd. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. My name is Todd Borkov, and I am joined, as always, by Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I'm really well, Todd. And, of course, Brian, the Unipiper Kid. How are you, Brian? Uh, doing well. Good, good. Well, we have a doozy of a movie today, uh, and Brian, it is one that you had selected, and it is called Homewrecker. Uh, and it uh, was directed by the guy who did April Fool's Day. Do you remember that 80s horror movie? Really? It has the picture. Oh, yeah. On the, the, her, uh, the, her braid is in a noose. Is a noose. Which I, oh, I never saw the movie, but I always saw it on the shelf when I was a kid, but I could never rent it because it was rated R. I have it at home, and it's on my list of movies to watch one So he day did nothing. This guy uh, did nothing but TV, a uh, bunch of TV movies, and then April Fool's Day out of the middle of it. Interesting. And starring Robbie Benson, who apparently was the voice of Beast in Beauty and the Beast. And also in Rent a Cop with Burt Reynolds, R.I.P. Star of Portland, uh, Portland's uh, Breaking In. Wow, isn't well, that weird? While we're on the subject of uh, connections to this movie, I can tie it back to uh, the Last Innocent Man, which you also tried to tie it back to earlier before we started recording. Yeah, and it didn't connect. It didn't connect. No, I thought one of the locations was the same, but it was not. No, but I have a solid connection. Um, Kurt Hansen uh, is one of the actors. He plays the general who like comes and visits uh, our mm. main character. Yep. So that general, Kurt Hansen, um, he had some role in The Last Innocent Man, um, but he also in The Goonies plays uh, Mr. Perkins, who is the land developer trying to steal the you know the Goonies. Okay, so he was. So there's a also local. a Lester B. Hansen who is listed as. Uh, oh, he's the senator, um, and mm. he's been. And I was. I was following the, I was going down the IMDb rabbit hole of looking at all the characters, seeing what other Portland movies they were in. And I was in this, I was in a, in a run of finding all these great things. And that's when a bat appeared in my oh. house, like a literal <laughs> bat bat, Dude. like flying around bat. <laughs> and so then I, that's when I suddenly you stopped. Lost the, I lost all momentum for finding out. Did you Lister. get rabies? I did not get rabies as far as I know yet. So I, I did survive that. But, um, but the uh, Robbie Benson, who was the uh, voice of beast and then rent a cop, he was also uh, a pretty successful TV director, did like friends and Alan and oh, um, nice. some things. And then the girl, uh, the little girl, the daughter in this movie was also in Astoria's Kindergarten Cop uh, uh, and Father the Bride and in Beethoven. So uh, she was pretty successful, too. So Well, and the voice of Lucy. And the voice of Lucy, which is... Maybe we should explain what's going on with this movie for people who have no idea what we're talking about. Okay, well, spoiler... I, I'm going to say something controversial. <laughs> I kind of loved this movie. I, that's not controversial at all. Okay. I, the first, I didn't hate this movie at all. The first two thirds, I was just kind of like, eh, it's kind of boring. But then the last third really, truly <laughs> delivered the goods. Okay. So I would almost suggest if you're at all interested uh, in watching this movie, I would recommend just going in without really knowing much about it. It's about an AI house. It was made in 1992. Yep. And just kind of go in and in, it's a little slow at the beginning, like we said, but in, enjoy the ride because it was really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then come back and listen to the rest yeah, of the show. Yeah, totally. So now that you're back, why don't you why don't you explain, Brian? Well, you know what this movie reminded me of? Um, you know when you see online people, it's like the, the, the fad now. Um, artists will um, make like VHS covers for modern movies, but make it look like it was made in the 80s. It kind of is like if they took an episode of Black Mirror or a movie like Her, and let's design an 80s retro poster for that movie. Well, not only did they design that poster, but then they went ahead and actually made that made movie. Made the whole movie. Yeah. 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 And that's what this is. Yeah. It, it definitely feels incredibly... 92. 92. Like, there, there's not a lot of technology going on. It almost feels like a parody of a movie from 1992. <laughs> See, I, didn't, I didn't think it felt too... We'll get into it more of it, yeah. I just... The, the arm-related stuff. <laughs> oh, my... Just, so are, are we going to go there? No, well, let's let's hold on. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's set up the premise here. Okay. Um, it's very, I'm very excited to talk about this movie. I had so much fun with it. So we have a computer scientist uh, who is doing contract work for the DOD. 
and he has designed uh, an AI system um, to control our missile defense system. Am I right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So they're at the uh, test of the system. All the uh, top brass are there for this demonstration, um, and they launch the missiles, and he talks to it. it, it it's essentially just an Alexa you know, or yes. Google, and it's like, okay, Alexa, launch the missiles. And it's so funny in, in the context of 1992 to think like, wow, you know, if it was an AI, you'd be able to tell it what to do. And all it's really doing is firing the missiles. Like it's, if there was a button there and someone manually pushed it, that's the, <laughs> all the AI is doing. But then what was it supposed to do and what did it do? On right. Accident? So, it, you know, it hits uh, its targets and the test was a success. Uh, but then uh, a civilian aircraft flies into the test site and then the AI is like, oh, unidentified target. And of course, it ends up destroying the civilian aircraft. So the program is scrapped and our uh, scientist uh, engineer man is goes hard and hits the bottle and has like a mental break or something. Yeah, he goes back home and uh, sinks into a depression um and uh, he's married and and has a little daughter so they he goes to live in a cabin in the woods to, to find himself to find himself to get through this to work through time the... at a hospital too oh yeah, so yeah he spends time at a hospital first in in a rehab and then uh and then is dis- yeah gets discharged out. and then so, tries to live at home but says i can't i need to do this alone or whatever to his wife and then moves moves to the woods Right. He moves to the woods where he then rebuilds. Uh, what was the name that he gave that system? Star Scream. Star Scream. No. Star Scream is a transformer. Star Shield. Star Shield. Star Shield. Star Shield sounds right. Are yeah, we sh- are we that's, sure that's I had it in my notes, but I also had Starscream in my notes. So <laughs> your, <laughs> your mileage may vary, but I'm pretty sure it's Star, uh, Star, Star Shield. Shield. Yeah. Um, so he rebuilds Star Shield and he gets frustrated because it takes everything. It's kind of like uh, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. It takes everything literally. Yeah. Um, and then he gets really frustrated at it. So he decides to rebuild the program, you know, uh, from the ground up. To be more human and to understand humor, you know, humor and... The scene where he was teaching it jokes was <laughs> okay. I have funny. that flag to look at, but yeah. So that's the basic premise of this movie. Um, he he, but he gives it a, a female personality. Yeah, and that is played by Kate Jackson. Kate Jackson from Charlie Charlie's Angels, Charlie's Angels. and uh, more importantly, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Oh, okay. So <laughs> she was that, Mrs. King. Okay. <laughs> Who was the Scarecrow? <laughs> oh, the, that the guy. Guy, yeah. Oh. Uh, is anything like the ghost of Mr. Chicken? <laughs> no, I have the, no idea what this scarecrow thing is. Incredible Mr. Limpet. Scarecrow was a... Uh, scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yeah, so Scarecrow, he was a spy, a legitimate... Is this uh, a TV regular, show? Yes. TV show. Uh, it's a 1980s the 80s. TV drama. And uh, Mrs. King, she was a stay-at-home mom. And uh, there was some mix-up somewhere, and she became the sidekick as a spy... So, oh, she, so she wasn't really a spy. She was just originally she wasn't, right. but then she like became a spy, <laughs> and also had to live her daily life as a mom. Oh, so it's like Angelina Jolie's salt <laughs> together, <laughs> right? And and so she was, you know, and so she had to lie to her husband all the time. Interesting. And uh, but she had this little side hustle with Scarecrow, and they weren't together. But together, you know, they, together. they fight crime, right? So how is it on the scale of heart to heart? <laughs> totally of just, and I loved that show in the eighties, Scarecrow <laughs> Mrs. King. I I just loved it. Yeah, so she is the voice of um, Lucy. Lucy, who he renamed, who he uh, the AI is named Lucy. <clears throat> Star Shield to Lucy. Wouldn't that have been crazy if it was Alexa though? <laughs> that would be pretty great. <laughs> so I know. I mean, I, yeah. When we get to the part that's very eighties, that is very eighties. But the rest of this, I was really surprised at so when he's building this um ai he's also making the ai house so she can open the windows she turns the lights on she can control the fireplace she can help do other things but i was kind of surprised at how reasonable how reasonably well they did as to like the idea of a smart home like it wasn't like some crazy star trek nonsense it was like really like practical, yeah, and reasonable. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I can totally you turn see on that. turn on the lights, you yeah, know, and uh, yeah. So her problem is uh, Lucy's problem is they don't. She doesn't know um, humor. So uh, here's 
the guy David his name is which I realize is also isn't who's the, the main character in uh, 2001 Open isn't that also Dave? Dave I can't yeah, do yeah, that Dave. Dave. Yeah. so um, yeah they borrow a lot down to the little thing on the wall her eye yeah. looks exactly like Hal's eyes this is movie designed. truly is 2001 meets her uh, <laughs> yeah yeah totally <laughs> well and there's a little Ed 209 Sorry, thrown Dave. in there was there uh, well, yeah, because first the missile defense system goes rogue and blows the guy out of the sky, and then oh, I thought war games. I was thinking war there games. There you go. And, there you go. It's a lot. It's a I it's a Lucy. mishmash. <laughs> I love Lucy. That's true. There's two <laughs> references in the movie to it. <laughs> and then one of my favorite things happens. He says, "I am going to teach you everything." And we get this montage of him reading these different books. And That's I good. bothered to figure out what books he was reading. So he says, I am going to teach you everything. And he begins by reading Little Red Riding Hood. Okay. Uh, a little bit of Alice in Wonderland. Then I couldn't find this. He says, who calls? Who pays? What will you talk about? And where will you go? And then he quotes Wuthering Heights, and then he reads Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Those are the five things he reads to her in a montage of I am going to teach you, you everything. everything. Well, the one that stood out for me was when he uh, specifically targets humor, and he very, uh, in a very serious tone of voice is like, why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> Was that when uh, it was the guy, the male voice of the yeah, computer still? Originally. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find that here. <laughs> Tell me a joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? Given the current data, I cannot ascertain the motive. The chicken crossed the road to get to the other side. This is a joke. <laughs> Given the current data, there can be no other motive for the chicken. This does not provoke laughter or amusement. He read that like a Vulcan. He <laughs> <laughs> totally did. It Spock the AI. Vulcan. You know what else was in this movie that I loved? How he got his mail. Do you oh, remember th- that? That was cool. What was that about? He had a pneumatic tube. Because to, to this, was this supposed to be in the future at all? I don't no, think so, but no. it felt like, like it. And it was just showing you that he's like, you know, an inventive, creative <clears throat> he's person. He's on the bleeding edge Yeah, of which technology. is weird because it was for his cabin house. He had the big number right. and it went right into his kitchen, which I thought was the coolest thing. Shunk. So the, the, the homewrecker in the room... Yes. Do we have any definitive? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you rang. Uh, do we have any definitive proof that this was indeed filmed in or around Portland? We found. I don't think we have any proof. <laughs> we have no proof. Uh, we have. I mean, I've... we found it listed somewhere. We did. Uh, it was actually listed. Uh, and on... there is, I believe, the Oregon coast when the, the very first shot when they pull up to a beach looks like the Oregon coast. Yeah. Um, there was a website. Oh, that's an, that's not the coast. That's an airport. It is an airport at the coast. There's water water line oh, in the background. Okay, okay, okay. So I think I found this one on a uh, filminamerica.com website. Yeah, and I've been there before too. And they have some. They're relatively uh, trustable, but there are almost no exterior shots to this. There's a cabin in the woods that does look like, you know, the Pacific Northwest woods. It didn't locate that in any way, but the rest of the... It's a very small scope movie. You know, it takes place in a cabin, and that's that's about, about it. it. Yeah, it's him in the house, which I thought was interesting because it was if it was filmed somewhere around here, why? Yeah. Like, if it was all interiors, why would they bother coming Wait. way up here? It must have been filmed here because the actors... Oh, that's true. We're um, from here. Yeah, you're right. So that's our one sure connection is because that one guy is only in guy who Portland played filmed thing. movies yeah. and he's in this. There you go. And this is like carbon dating. <laughs> <laughs> and we're counting the rings of Homewrecker <laughs> to see what era it came from. And totally. So there, in the opening of the movie, there's a Cessna 172 that takes off. And the Cessna 172 was registered in Milwaukee, Oregon. Oh. So. Uh, November four five six whiskey alpha yep. for those uh, playing at home. But what? Yeah, I I couldn't I I can't quite figure out what would have brought this production here, other than there was a cabin in the woods. But it's not like California doesn't have cabins, cabins. in the wood. Yeah. Um. Anyway, 
he did David, our, our main character, David, who apparently was the, the voice of Beast in Beauty and the Beast. He, he half the movies, he's wearing transition lenses, which drove <laughs> me nuts because they were always like sort of shaded over, but oh, not really. And funny. it I just drove me that. batty. And he looked like Skippy from Family Ties. He <laughs> did look like Skippy from Family Ties. <laughs> So when I was watching this, uh, there was just something for, for about the first quarter of this movie. It was just bugging me in the back of my head. It was like an itch, and I, I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was because it the plot is so similar to her, yeah. and the AI's voice was named Lucy, and just like something wasn't connecting. And then eventually I figured out what it was. So Scarlett Johansson Manson played Lucy in the movie Lucy. And, and the she, voice in her. Yes. Now, what is Lucy about? Is that another... So, is that an unrelated movie? Because I had Lucy movie. stuck in my head too. So uh, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> okay, but gets Lucy is not superpowers. About because, basically, be because she's activated her old, old brain. Okay, <laughs> that sounds like that one Bradley Cooper movie where that same thing's happening. He takes the pill right. that unlocks the other. The scientists say we only use ten percent of our brains. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what if we used it all? Exactly. <laughs> but in Lucy, it was Morgan Freeman saying those words. <laughs> okay. Because then there's also Ex Machina, which is, right. um, I forget who's in it, but it's seeing if uh, they can Oscar pass Isaac. the, yeah, and to see if they can pass the touring test. And so the, all of those, it's funny, had elements of this. And again, I thought this was, one of the things I wrote down at the end of this was probably more than any movie, especially one that's a thriller, especially one about out of control AI from 1992 trying to kill you. Everyone in this movie seemed to act like a real human being would act in that situation. I I get that. Totally. Like it wasn't a series of like weird decisions or running. Like everybody was appropriately scared or interested or freaked out or. Right. Yeah. And yeah, (laughs) you don't see that often in movies. People just acting like a real person would act in that scenario. There was one problem I had. Um, in regards to the title of the movie, um, Homewrecker, the, the setup here is that, you know, this AI is going to, like, destroy his relationship with his wife, but he never, the, the feelings are only one-sided. Yeah, he never he really was the homewrecker. Right. He doesn't fall in love with the AI. She falls in love with him, but this happens... Um, his wife sends him divorce papers before he even develops any sort of relationship with the AI so that there is no home wrecking really going on. And then here's a, yeah. So um, he, as, as he's moved out, he yeah. builds Lucy, the computer or whatever, his wife who has been like nothing but like awesome and supportive up until this point and suddenly calls out of the blue and says, I just sent you divorce papers. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it, which I thought was strange. Um, but then he surprises her at her house at the at the wife maybe ex-wife's house and says oh you know i should have called first and she runs upstairs to write something down for him he walks into the living room and sees papers on the the coffee table and leaves without her knowing and she comes back downstairs and sees that what was that all about i thought that that was him signing the papers but what because his thing was like he hadn't signed them and he wanted to keep trying but what happened mind in that instant in that instant so much to leave yeah that didn't make sense to me either yeah and that was the only other exterior was him crossing a street to get to her house but the version that uh, is on youtube by the way you can watch this whole movie for free on youtube uh, home record 1992 there are some other home records so find that one but it's too blurry to see what's behind him but I, it seems like somewhere in the west hills but we haven't located yet so i actually wrote down before i s- sat down to watch this i wrote down some predictions about oh, what nice. would happen in this movie and i was way off <laughs> uh I was hoping that there would be some, you know, 90s uh, CGI, you know, computer cyberspace type graphics. We didn't get any of that. Um, I was thinking that somebody was going to get zapped into cyberspace. Didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, I thought that at the end of the movie, our main character was going to end up as an AI. He was like killed in real life, but then he lived on as an AI. Right. Wow. That is a great movie I want to watch. Didn't, <laughs> we not, didn't see that. It was not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, this way, yeah, I go, I went into this thinking it was going to be either a, a high bar of just fantastic eighties, lame movie, TV movie, 
or something like you described something so crazy over the top but it was it was neither but I was still yeah. satisfied I knew nothing about this movie going into it so I didn't know I was honestly I was very confused at the very beginning when the beginning starts out with missiles firing <laughs> and on board a, a navy vessel oh, yeah. and there's a senator and the four star general uh, admiral and and, and as everybody, the, I'm like are we talking about Homewrecker of 1992 of Portland, Oregon? Like I, none of it. And I literally had to stop and look at the title. And I'm like, all right, this is the link that Todd sent me. I'm going with it. <laughs> that beginning scene too, when the, um, when Starscream or whatever the star shield goes rogue and can't, he's locked onto the civilian airship and like, the whole control room is freaking out and the guy Dave who built it tries to say, you know, start star scream down or whatever. But right. then the robot doesn't recognize him because he was shouting instead of talking in a very calm, which I, that was a I, really I to take the unuseful way to have a military out of my voice. But, um, the missiles are on the way to hit the civilian plane and David wants to stop it. And like the Lieutenant guy was like, no, 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 let's just see how this plays out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> this what guy's going to die. What, what other outcome could there be? I was waiting for Starscream to respond. I'm sorry, that command is only available for Google Play Music subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't understand what you... <laughs> I Aww. don't understand. So then, uh, so we're describing this movie and kind of as we all went through, kind of pleasantly surprised. And then it hits a point... Where it gets amazing. So, Mark, why don't you tell us at that point, which we have not, we've not discussed this beforehand, but we're all, I'm sure, thinking of the exact same thing. So, Dave went away for the weekend. (laughs) And while he's gone, and we don't see any evidence of this other than the output, we. If we were going to see a montage, I would have loved to see (laughs) the montage that happened over this weekend. Because what happens? So she faxes Lucy, 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 the household AI. AI. She plans and faxes the plans to a uh, military subcontractor who apparently is able to be paid by credit card from Dave's credit card numbers. (laughs) On a weekend. uh, On a weekend. Uh, and so they were just here all day yesterday, and they installed an amazing uh, rototrack system throughout the house with many arms on all levels of the house. So they've got these mechanical arms with multiple devices. So they can, she can carry, uh, she can pick things up and articulate things, and and wear a ring, and she can grab hats and knives and and everything she can't reach under the bed but she can do everything else physically and i thought there there was a great opportunity for some add-on attachments in the bedroom and stuff but uh, i didn't see any of that and uh but the way that this is shown in the movie is david just comes home and then all of a sudden the movie there's just like this mechanical arm and and it looks like short circuits arm like it's that very like primitive terminator under skin like five weird 80s fingers and then you're just like oh my gosh the movie's going there it it went there out of the blue and it has this (laughs) wonderful sting of music i think i full retard i think i have it here let's see it 40 well, that's the other thing. I I also, in my predictions, I predicted that we would not see that hand, any sort of arm or oh. robot. See, and I didn't even, on the co- the cover of this, um, which the poster, we'll need to post yeah. with it, the poster that you see the robot hand crushing a picture frame. Right. Now, because I watched this on YouTube, they only had a super low quality <laughs> image of that. So I just thought it was a picture frame with like a roses or something. So I had no idea. Halfway through this movie, all of a sudden I just, in giant letters, Lucy has arm. <laughs> and then everything after that is just in all caps because it was amazing. No, one of my predictions was we are not, there will be no robot or robot arm in this movie. And the, the cover is a complete lie. Nope. Oh, nope. So yeah, picture a track system that goes down the center of all of your ceilings. And it has like, um, if you're watching the, if you're watching the video, you can see the microphone arms, like the old lampstand <laughs> arms with this springs rubber it's like a series like four or five of those so it can go in all different ways like the pixar lamp yeah with like one of those plastic grabby hand toy ends but of metal just like 
sticking out of the roof and gesticulating. And so this is uh, the reveal to us and the audience is when you hear the, this is uh, David coming home. What? Dana's coming to visit. When? Dana's the wife. She's coming the day after the, the, tomorrow. The daughter. That's oh, daughter. wonderful. Yeah. And he grabs the hat off his head. And he was as terrified as we were. And he was appropriately terrified. <laughs> Although she goes on to say, um, uh, let's see if it's close and here. I, I, Go ahead. I think what really sold that concept was the fact that the, the AI built the arm herself. Dolly. Like and it, then contracted out. What kind of day did that contractor have <laughs> way out in the woods? I want you to go into the woods and build me an arm. Yeah, honey, I don't know. I'm way out here at this weird job at this guy's not home having me install all these robot arms there's in the a, ceiling. There's a lady talking to me, <laughs> but it, I can't find her. So I'm going to see if this is uh, close here where he starts talking to her about what she did, how she built this. What have you done? Look in the living room. Walks to the living room, sees more arms and more tracks. Hi, Dad. But that one's waving. <laughs> Look in the kitchen. I can grab knives. And it was interesting, too, because up to this point, Lucy <clears throat> showed a little jealousy um, because at one point... Um, David is talking to her and said, well, I did program you to have curiosity. Why? <laughs> Why would you program your robot to have curiosity? Um, but then Lucy's having flashbacks because she used to be Starscream. Right. And remembers killing those people. So she's having dreams. and But she hasn't really shown any sort of threatening behavior, which was why it was weird when that arm, all these arms shows up. It's all the threatening music stings. Well, I think it was just, so wildly unexpected. <laughs> yes, it was. That, that uh, like this is an, a legitimately scary moment where he's like, she's not only curious and and self aware and jealous, but now she has been able to manifest physically. <laughs> and that's so scary. <clears throat> totally. And this also sets up the. Uh, central conflict for the rest of the movie because then um, his wife comes to stay at the cabin and that's when uh, you know Lucy becomes jealous of her and then tries to kill the, the, wife. the wife for the rest of the movie yeah and that's when it just goes off the rails so yeah the last like 17 minutes of this movie I j <laughs> Lucy starts chasing the mom around with I just wrote like in big letters. Butcher knife, scissors, hammer. She turns the gas on. Lucy's the nine one one operator. She like <laughs> also the tips of her fingers in are, one of the room are yes. razor blades. <laughs> Each finger. That was after she turned that all was the hot water on in to the basement. The wife. Yeah, in the uh, hot water on in the in the shower. Oh um, man! You think with all of that planning, she could have like disabled the power switch or put a battery backup or a second power supply yeah. or something so that when she ultimately the wife the cliffhanger you know i'm he actually initially the husband turns her off turns lucy turns off. lucy off yeah about and 10 minutes before it this would have been happens. amazing if he turned her off it looked like she powered down but she actually had a battery backup or how does like, she get turned back on is it implied that the the, the daughter yes. goes down do they ever show uh, that no no Because she stares at the bait the daughter is not where allowed where are you lucy where are you because lucy befriends the daughter who's maybe like a six-year-old or so uh a couple days before the mom comes and my favorite is not only when <laughs> when one of lucy's uh arms helps Helps make a bed and <laughs> helps put a fitted sheet <laughs> on a bed with David. But then she tucks the little girl in and like claws the blanket towards, towards her. <laughs> and then tells them both bedtime Don't stories. Don't touch the razors. Oh, man, when that arm happened, 
<laughs> so one of the ways in which Lucy goes after the wife is through control of the garbage disposal. Lucy had a lot of control to things that usually home computers aren't really allowed to control. Like No, but the wife jets. the wife pretty much deserves what she got because <sighs> Yes. The garbage disposal malfunctions and she she goes over and she turns the switch off to investigate and then she flips the switch back on before she did? before she did. sticking her hand oh. into the garbage. Okay, well I was going to say first I thought you you were saying like she deserved it because like just as a woman or whatever, <laughs> no. whatever you're saying, but because of a, ba- a bad, okay. I didn't notice she turned that. Yeah. Back the garbage on. disposal turn, Lucy turns it off and she leaves the, the switch on for the garbage disposal and then sticks her, stick hand her hand down there. <laughs> I did notice though that it, it, this movie, I felt like this movie was made kind of for women, but also hated women and was made by, because like even, like the whole jealousy thing and and the wife being all over the place emotion going from like I I'll do anything to support you to I want a divorce to like now we're back together and like all of these and the the nagging there was a nagging part where uh Lucy was like basically like so I was going through your computer files who's so and so but she was like just looking him up and like I just felt like it was just set up for well, women cat fight. What if one of the women was a robot? Right. <laughs> and the other serious uh, flaw that Lucy had after she built all her arms was not to make them three or four inches longer. <laughs> right. <laughs> because there's the under the bed, but then as, um, so all the different rooms have arms. It's not like one arm is going around the house. Like every room has its own arm and one of them has a scissors and one of them has a knife and, they're each coming at um, the mom and the mom kind of finds one far away corner that she's a, she can sit in without it reaching her. Um, but then Lucy turns on the, the stove gas, the fireplace gas. But then um, after she sees that the daughter won't leave because she's gassed the mom, the mom is passed out after, <laughs> after Lucy slaps her with her robot hand. Which was pretty great. Yes. She feels emotion for the daughter since they were friends and then turns off the gas and so that the mom doesn't die. And then David comes home. David comes home and shuts her off. Shuts her off. But well, not before she downloads herself. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. So not she, only do we get that exciting. She connects the modem. She uploads herself to to everywhere to everywhere, which at that time didn't really exist. <laughs> Dial up ARPANET, you know, or something. <laughs> and so she gets herself out. Dave yeah. shuts her down right in the middle of that. That's another thing. It that, says at the end, complete. Because I missed oh. all of the uploading, and I was like, wait, what file transfer is complete? And then the next scene. This movie, you know, 1992, the internet was not commonplace, but the movie kind of assumes that everyone has the internet because it's just this little... Yeah, that we would understand what that means to upload and download. Right. Right. Yeah. So in in 92, what was common are are BBCs or the bulletin board uh, bulletin board services... BBS. BBS. BBC BBC would be the the, uh, the British television channel. (laughs) BBS would be the bulletin board. And so BBSs were uh, very prevalent, and uh, AOL was very prevalent at that time. And. um, But the internet as web pages and and HTTP protocol didn't exist uh, publicly yet. But yeah, looking back, they did very little to like explain step you through it's just right. like oh i used your modem to call the contractor when they came <clears throat> out i used your credit card and like they didn't have to explain yep. like which right. is kind of interesting yeah. too so what this was a made for tv movie right where did this go so i read that this was a uh one of the premier programs on the brand new channel called the sci-fi channel 
Really? How interesting. Because yeah, it definitely wasn't a lifetime movie. It wasn't melodramatic no. and it wasn't and it wasn't like a Hallmark movie, but there was no nudity and there was no although as she slaps the crap they're having a fight, the the wife and David are having a big fight out on the dock, and she slaps the crap out of him and says, Don't you dare talk to me like that because he's trying to like minimize she's telling him like this house is trying to kill me and he's like, No, it's and not. I, I thought his reaction was kind of funny. He was she slaps him and he's just like I'm sorry. He's like, Whoa. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I could find that because it was pretty great. It looked like she actually made contact with him to the actors. Um, you know what? I was really surprised. I was surprised that this was not a Stephen King story. Yeah, oh. I could see this. It really had that feel, um, especially around this time when they were just making all those made for TV Stephen King projects. I like, feel like this would have been much worse if it were a, a late 80s Stephen King property. You know what I mean? Maybe like a lot more cocaine and <laughs> maybe a lot more maximum overdrive. Have yeah. you guys ever seen that movie? Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Um, Christine. Uh, but yeah, and I, I don't. Yeah. So he, here's the uh, here's them fighting on the docks where she slaps him here. I don't feel safe in there. Why? What's wrong? Last night I thought maybe it was just a fluke, the hot water scalding me in the shower. But just now I almost lost my finger. What are you talking about? I'm talking about that machine in there that you've given control of the entire house to. It's deliberately trying to hurt me. You don't mean Lucy. Yes, Lucy. Jane, don't be silly. Don't talk to me that way. <laughs> I thought that was Damn. great. Yeah, that was a big slap. And then uh, five seconds later in the movie, they're sleeping together. So <laughs> didn't carry a whole lot of weight, but I thought it was a pretty good slap. They, they really missed out on an opportunity there when they, when they do... Uh, sleep in the cabin like Lucy's hand should have somehow been involved and it's like <laughs> gosh your hand is so cold. Well at the very right at, at so after the initial reveal with all that scary music uh, music David warms up to the idea that Lucy has built all these things and is kind of excited and and Lucy's I think talking about like and I can do this in the kitchen and I've got different things and and even in the bedroom oh. and David goes ooh ooh <laughs> Uh-huh. Gross. Um he also he went into town and said that he's left his daughter with the babysitter. And so he left his daughter to be watched by Lucy, by Lucy as well for the afternoon. By, he was just fine with it. He she did by my other favorite part was at the after Lucy um, gets the mom to pass out because she turned on the fireplace gas. The little daughter runs up to the mom and just starts crying next to her because she's afraid. And then in, uh, in order to try to comfort the little daughter, Lucy <laughs> grabs the teddy bear, uses one of her arms to All grab right. the teddy bear from the girl's bed. And then we see it like pass it off from like hand to hand and then like. <laughs> <laughs> To the other room. I thought that was pretty cool. It It was pretty great. (laughs) Uh, Before I saw that scene where it was like one hand passing an object off to another hand to move it around the house, I was thinking that like the hands retracted into the ceiling and then there was like a central hub up there that could go from room to room. It was not that. No. So I feel like they should remake this movie. Oh, this this would be a perfect remake movie. Take the bones of the story, the Mm -hmm. all of that, and then turn it and I was trying to envision what the modern armature would look like and but I th- well, it would be even creepier today if it was an Alexa and then you come home and your Alexa has built an arm for itself. Like this is a perfect Black Mirror episode. Totally. Yeah, very much so. I also thought everyone in the movie did an amazing job except for Kate Jackson. <laughs> the voice of Lucy, who I thought was terrible. Watch your, watch your, watch your mouth. Watch your tone, son. <laughs> I just didn't think, and I don't know if she was directed, like it was because of she was directed, to, but I just didn't. It was probably one of those things like where, uh, what's the guy who did the voice of Darth Vader? Like James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones spent two and a half hours <laughs> doing, you know. They had uh, 20 minutes hour. of Kate Jackson's time and they just had to read the script straight it's, through. Exactly. Well, fix it in post. <laughs> Print and cut. <laughs> totally. It's a wrap uh, on Kate. I mean, she, 
at, at the time she was a name. Yeah. And uh, in the credits, she's very highly credited. And Kate Jackson as the yeah. voice of Lucy. Yeah. There is nowhere that you can find the voice of the original Starscream fire guy. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, that's true. Exist. He was not He doesn't listed. exist at all. Uh, and so she was a draw. And so, uh, totally. And so she, and they could probably spent two and a half hours, uh, doing this movie. Amazing. She phoned it in, literally. <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> she did. She has an ISDN line and just phoned it right in. Ah, well, any other thoughts on this movie? Uh, it's one of the better movies that we've seen. It is one. Yep. I, it, I, I would say probably because I walked in with, with not really knowing what it was going to be other than it was an AI <clears throat> house. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised and had a lot of fun when that when the arm comes out of the ceiling. I was, I was starting to I was starting to tune out a little bit, but when that happened, I was just on board yeah. and it did not let me down. The second the hand comes on screen, like it is nonstop. Yeah, um, th- I would go as far as maybe even to say this was the best movie filmed in Portland in 1992. Uh, of course, you know, we also have Dr. Giggles and Frozen Assets. Yes, and the year after, what, Body of Evidence is around there, too. I think that might have been 93. Three. That might have escaped when that. When was Breaking In? 89? 89. Yeah. 89. So I should say good years. I need to put this right? on a timeline. We need to make a timeline. And so yes. every time we can add where in history this fell. Yes. Because this was also, oh, no, that was 89, too. The Haunting of Sarah Hardy. and Yeah. And, um. I feel like there's another one we did that was 92. Free Willy, was that a 92? Ooh, Free Willy. Maybe they took all the resources. I thought that was 91. Uh, anyway, yeah. we'll figure that out. But yeah, it was it was even made pretty well for it being a, yeah. a, a TV movie. Yeah, 93 was Free Willy. 93 was Free Willy. <laughs> but yes, it, it featured very, very, very little Portland, so little that we're not quite sure it was actually made here, except for those actor connections, which now I feel pretty solid yeah, about it had, that it was made around here somewhere. There is that one exterior, but it was too blurry. Um, so until we, maybe we do need to get that VHS copy of Homewrecker and see it's if it's any clearer. In it's that. really sad because if this movie had contained like lots of uh, great Portland locations, like it would have been just this would have been, yeah high up yeah because it is a, a good movie I would say so do yourself a favor and watch it on YouTube for free. Oh, Lucy was also hacking the government, right? That was yes. outside of because then the took, government because there's a whole break-in scene. Well, and she killed people too. She <laughs> oh, she killed the well, not, uh, four star the four star admiral. She <laughs> so <laughs> you did not see this. I, well, I'm sure I'll, okay, I'll be reminded so here. The the admiral visited the house right after uh, the, the break the cabin in the woods right because there was also a break-in. There was. What remember was the break in about? <laughs> I remember the break in happening. We watched two different YouTube no, no, videos. No, no. I remember the break in happening, but who, it was right before, like right after the break, the scene where somebody breaks in and trashes the house and destroys for Lucy no reason. For no for, reason, because yes. I wrote down, I'm like, why is this happening? Then the next scene, the lieutenant shows up and says, "So mighty fine house robot you got here. Yes. Shamed if so would be roughed up." Right, and so he uh, says, "Well." Since you're not doing anything with it, because Dave didn't want to say all the things that had happened with Lucy and the ev- evolution that had happened, he's like, "All right, well, we need it back, and we need our equipment back." Uh, and so uh, Dave's like, mm, "I guess so. Well, uh, let's talk about it later." You know, put and, my transition and, lens on and, and think and, about it, right? And sends him out the door. The very next scene is Lucy. You see the modem were you see a jet that uh, had the four star admiral in it uh, and uh, you see a schematic of the jet and you see there's a problem with the jet and then you see the jet explode. <laughs> you did not see this. Do you remember this? I remember it now. Yeah, I do remember seeing the schematics out of the corner of my eye. So maybe, maybe that's when I was fighting the bat again. <laughs> so, could have been. Uh, yeah. So Lucy was protecting herself from being decommissioned by the military. Right. And so she killed the admiral uh, to protect herself. Wow. Oh yeah. There's the plane schematics and. <laughs> huh. So yeah. we just keeps getting better and better. Totally. Uh, so. Um, 
I yeah, thought, that, I that's great. So that does, the the worst thing about this is, was its name. I thought Homewrecker was a really stupid, stupid name, name for. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a very Could lifetime movie. Call it um, Lucy. Did you see what it was called in Germany? No. Computer Love. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, kind of a better name. Good old but, Germany. <laughs> but uh, it's all one word. <laughs> I did want to share a couple of the uh, YouTube comments underneath this video. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the first comment. <laughs> um. I like the device. I like the fact everything was computerized. It was kind of like Eagle Eye. I really liked Eagle Eye. In both movies, the computer turned bad and it didn't listen to orders. This would be a great device to have if it works properly. Only the rich would be able to afford it. What? <laughs> what is Eagle Eye? I have no idea. <laughs> Isn't that a James Bond? No, no. I don't think so. Oh, that's Moonraker. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking Eagle. Iron Eagle. But I like how he said, wow. only the rich would be able to afford it when we everyone has it and it's called Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> when was that comment made? Uh, three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Uh, what what'd you do? I don't know. I moved that thing. Eagle Eye. I did notice it only has like 15,000 views on Homewrecker too, or on, on YouTube as well. So I don't think anyone really even knows about it, which is surprising because it's pretty good. Like I couldn't find any behind the scenes. We couldn't figure like this. I I I feel like out of all of the movies we've done, I've been able to find the least information about. Yeah, there's nobody talking about this. I meant to look up the internet. Wilshire Courts Production. It was so Paramount. Paramount um, was one of the production companies, but then something called Wilshire Courts. But in the meantime, as we wrap up Homewrecker. What do we have to look forward to next month? So next month is our uh, one of our favorite months, which is October. Yes. And we get to uh, look at horror and Halloween Town. Are we going to watch all of Halloween Town again? Are we going to watch Halloween Town 5? Yes. <laughs> Please tell me we, they've made that. We're going to make Halloween Town 5. Uh, and we... we, we Teased possibly maybe doing uh, Defula, which is a Dracula remake that is the only feature film to have been done entirely in American Sign Language. That's uh, so amazing. Which, filmed in Portland. <laughs> filmed in Portland, which has great novelty to it. Yeah. But uh, what what I'm choosing for us for this year's Halloween is Fade to Black. And Fade to Black was made in 1980. And the the summary of this movie, it's pretty meta as we like horror movies and slasher movies and stuff. So this is a shy, lonely film buff who embarks on a killing spree against those who browbeat and betray him, all the while stalking his idol, a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. And so I looked at the trailer... And the trailer is filled with lots of other slasher movies and tons and tons and tons and tons of Portland clips from 1980. Wow. And so it it very much takes place in Portland. I feel like Portland. I've just seen this poster, too. The poster is like a guy who's whole, like with zombie hands holding a drink and popcorn at the movies. It's, but available. He's got it's like, available on YouTube. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, God, that looks... <gasps> that looks great. Does this star Christopher Walken? No. Oh, no, that's no, no, a no. different fade to black. Dennis yeah. Christopher. Yeah, Dennis Tim Christopher. Thomerson. So Dennis Christopher, uh, I'd seen he he was in uh, Django Unchained uh, as a minor. Mickey character. Rourke is in this as one of the. It must have been one of his first roles. This is 1980. Yeah. Um, wow. Dennis Christopher, there was another, his claim to fame was another movie that I happened to have watched as a kid called Breaking Away, which oh, was yeah. uh, a cyclist movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I so remember he was the that. lead character in Breaking Away. And he was also in uh, the original oh, it. it. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. that too. And so, um, wow. so if the trailers. Uh, hold up I, I think there's a lot to get out of this movie it doesn't get amazing ratings against like 4 out of 10 but uh, oh no that's something uh, else I, I, no that's something else Sorry. IMDB has 5.9 5, 5, 5, 5, 5. 5. 5. yeah yeah I'm excited yeah, yeah. Uh, nice well that'll be really cool Fade to Black October. 1980s Fade to Black 1980s cool director by dr- written and directed by Vernon Zimmerman Zimmerman a fine Dutch name so we'll see what he has to offer. Well, awesome. Uh, you can hear Portland at the Movies on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Um, they are helping put on the 
Portland Podcast Festival, which is coming up in November. They are about to announce who will be uh, involved, uh, which podcast will be involved in that. So stay tuned for that. I think they're doing that around the 15th of this month. Um, so I have no idea. They haven't announced it yet. So um but if it's like last year, it'll be a great time. So um, make some make some time in in November when that comes up. Um, Brian, where can we find out about the Unipiper? Uh, you can find out about the Unipiper uh, <coughs> on all of your favorite social media channels. Uh, just follow the Uni- the Unipiper or check out my website uh, unipiper.com. Um, I will be launching some brand new uh, t-shirts and merchandise uh, coming up very soon. So keep an nice. eye out for that. I did see you dressed up as a cat today in one of your videos. Yeah. That was quite something. We should give a shout out to our um, mutual friend. Oh, uh, yes. uh, Mosho, the the cat rapper. Uh, It is his birthday this week. So happy birthday, Mosho. I don't think he listens to us, but uh, but happy birthday, Mosho. Nonetheless. Um, If you wanted to see all of us on video somewhere, uh, where could they go to see that? What kind of show could we put on for them? Uh, so you can find us on video on on our Facebook channel. Uh, we stream each episode to Facebook currently, and we w- we are looking at additional streams to other vehicles uh, in the future. But uh, if you look up Facebook and go to Portland of the Movies, you'll be able to find us. Uh, and yep, we also have a YouTube channel for Portland of the Movies, but we also have a YouTube channel for a show called Binsworthy, where all oh, three of us go to the. <laughs> Well, Sorry. well, next time I got your rebound. It's all right. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, where we go to the Bins Goodwill Brothers. Outlet Bins and we find the most interesting and the most strangest things that we can find. And we come back and discuss them and make a little video about it. And they're quite wonderful. We have one coming out next week. Episode four will be next week. So you can go to YouTube and type in Bins Worthy, B-I-N-S. Uh, worthy, and you can find the first. You could binge watch the first three episodes of that. Binge watch Binsworthy. Binge watch Binsworthy. Yeah, don't date into your into your Apple speech thing because it will every time change it to binge worthy, and you will never get to Binsworthy. <laughs> so uh, check that out. Um, if you want to support what we do here at Portland at the Movies or at Binsworthy, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Portland at the Movies. Um, other than that, we will see you next time. We're gonna play whatever song plays over the ending credits of Homewrecker uh, again which is totally on YouTube for free so I totally recommend checking out because it was a lot of fun so we will see you guys next time oh. this has no credits because it was on YouTube <laughs>